0: on Local Now Channel 525. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. So let's talk asset classes stocks, bonds, real estate, digital currencies, baseball cards, Pokemon cards, stamps, coins. <clears throat> I guess you'd probably call a lot of that collectibles, commodities. Like, There's different types of assets, right? So now you can't just live on stocks alone. You got to introduce some bonds at some point. Um, I'm okay with municipal bonds if that's the direction you're going to have to go. But again, I don't talk a lot of bonds because I'm not very good at them. I don't know how to rate them. And it's always interesting to me when... I get an email from you that are like, hey, I've got some bonds. I'm like, who picked those for you? Because I don't know how to do it. I have to go with like a Moody's like bond rating agency and trust it. It's funny because there's some people, Muhammad El-Aryan, Bill Gross, Jeff Gunlock, who are very, very good at bonds. And I've never seen a service that I would want to use of theirs, but I get the buying an IOU, which is what a bond is, helping you understand your assets. A bond is issued by a government or a corporation. They say we need a hundred dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, one hundred million dollars, whatever the number is. We need to build a road. We need to build planes we need to build a factory we need to improve our hospital and those institutions and even like apple is issuing bonds on we want to service our debt through bonds not through our cash flow okay now we know apple's a a great company but what if peloton said we want to issue bonds you'd be like no way they're going to go out of business So you see that Peloton is not really credit worthy, and yet Apple is. So Apple gets a really low interest rate because they're probably not going to default, whereas Peloton has to pay back that bond at a 6% rate versus the 1% of Apple. I'm making those numbers up 1% and 6% to show you the risk level. Same thing with cities, a bond issued by Stockton, California. Which is known as the armpit of California. Yes, I want to be mayor of Stockton one day and that's going to be my platform versus a Palo Alto who's considered like, oh, this is nirvana. This is economic nirvana living here. Like we just eat red goo and it's, it gives us all the energy we need. <laughs> like what's going on in Palo Alto? So understanding the good and the bad of bonds is important. And just know I don't know how to do it well enough on my own. There are some bond traders at EP Wealth that I trust way more than I trust myself. Know your limitations. So, stocks, bonds, um, real estate, trading cards or collectibles. A mint-condition Mickey Mantle baseball card sold for twelve point six million on Sunday. I can't imagine in the world why anyone would want to own a baseball card that's X amount of years old. It is blasting the record books as the most ever paid for sports memorabilia in a market that has grown exponentially more lucrative in recent years. The pandemic did something kind of cool. One of the weird side effects was we went back into our homes and said, what do we got up in the attic? I got nothing to do this weekend. And you found baseball cards and, and Pokemon cards. And it was nostalgic. And you said, I'm going to start collecting it. Let's see how much this thing's worth. And you're like, oh, I got a Mickey Mantle. Um, it's 12.6 million. I think I should sell that. Or a jersey worn by Diego Maradona when he scored the contentious Hand of God goal in soccer's 1986 World Cup. 9.3 million. Who would pay $9.3 for a jersey? Now, hold on. Let's even go crazier. I've got a son who's into baseball. And he has a Mookie Bet signed jersey. Dad, I want a Mookie Bet signed jersey. Dad, I want a Mookie Bet signed jersey. Dad, I want a Mookie Bet signed jersey. jersey. Now that he has it, he doesn't keep it in plastic. (laughs) He gets stains on it. He's not taking good care of it. So how collectible is it? loses value. But what would be the best thing in the world for him is if Mookie Betts goes off to hit 100 home runs in a season and then maybe dies in a crash. I know you're saying, are you wishing? No, I'm not saying that. But the longer he stays alive, the more he has the potential to sign jerseys. It's the same thing with painters. They're not making Da Vinci's anymore. They're not making Leonardo DiCaprio's anymore. Okay, that was a joke. I know Leonardo DiCaprio is not a painter, but it sounded good coming out of my mouth. The longer an artist lives, the more they can they can make. So even paintings, it's a weird thing. Jackson Pollock's dead. He'll never make another Pollock. That's considered a good thing in the world of, I have a Pollock. It's considered a bad thing in the world of, oh, he died too early. He had a drinky, drinky problem. So, the Mickey Mantle card sold for 12.6 million. The last big or the biggest baseball card before that was a 7.25 million for a century old Honus Wagner baseball card. Isn't it weird we've been collecting baseball cards for over 100 years? The heavyweight boxing belt reclaimed by Muhammad Ali during the 1974's Rumble in the Jungle sold for nearly 6.2 million. Of everything, that seems the most collectible to me because it's at least you know, jewelry, you know, he could wear it. I know you're saying you're, you're being funny, right? Kind of. So comic books. Oh, I got an email this weekend from someone on talking about comic books and it it was a lovely email, but man, did it go on. And, and I, I was quite appreciative of it. And, um, He was quite uh, adoring of my career in the last two decades and helping him create freedom in his financial decisions. Um, But he was also giving me advice on how to collect comic books. I was like, yeah, just done my thing. I don't know it well. I have a collectible comic book that was almost a goof. It was a Superman number one. And it was original and it was kept in plastic its whole life. But do I pretend to go and say, I'm going to buy 30 comics this year and I've been told by a listener to get two of each one? I'm not. Um, It's just worthy of note that you should really try to get to know your assets and what you have and what you don't have. And you can't live on stocks alone. You want some diversification. In the 1990s, I created a word called diversification on the radio show as a way of saying, you only want tech stocks, baby. And I made a lot of money in tech stocks in 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. And then I lost a lot of money in 2000 and 2001. I made my shift quickly. I threw away that diversification theory. I threw away, I'm smarter than Warren Buffett because he doesn't own tech stocks. I do. Beating my chest like a, a chimpanzee or a gorilla or uh, an orangutan. Who beats their chest? I don't know. One of them does, probably, right? I wasn't, I was getting all manly. And I said diversification. You don't need to own bank stocks. You don't need to own retail. Like you can triple your money. You can quadruple your money in tech stocks. That's the way to go, baby. You can crush the markets, baby. And as soon as you start saying Lord's baby, whether it be in a relationship or whether it be in investing, you're in trouble. I've never been good telling my loved one, I love you so much, sweet cakes, baby face. That's always a sign that like there's something wrong with me and the people that I'm hanging out with. So diversification. Now, do I want you to over-diversify? No. I don't want you to get cocky and I don't want you to get arrogant. And I want you to stay out of assets that you don't understand. I stay out of bonds. When it's time for bonds, EP Wealth will be there for me. They've got bond portfolio managers that I trust way so more than myself. When it comes to comic books, I don't know enough about them. When it comes to modern art, I know a lot about modern art. So I will go out on date to the San Jose Museum of Modern Art, the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art, and if there's someone that's like got a show, especially at a San Jose versus San Francisco, now you're saying, "Why is that?" It's because San Francisco's snobby San Jose is not. So if San Francisco gives a show, it's probably going to be to like a Pollock. If San Jose gives a show, it could be to someone who's alive. Mill Rose Garcia, go check her out. Um, I think her investments in paintings are are interesting. She does a lot of modern stuff that one day we're going to be buying where it's like Mickey Mouse with a butcher's knife cutting out the eyes of the Easter bunny. Don't touch it until you look at it. And then try to look at it as, is this something that could sell in the future? And strangely, I believe it is. And again, take a look, decide for yourself. Um, a little bit more graphic than some people want. But it's also saying, we are a culture that loves Mickey Mouse and Disneyland, and that's not the real world. And guess what? The Easter Bunny is not real either. Sorry, parents of your kids are driving the car with you this morning. Sorry, Santa doesn't, exist. Santa doesn't exist either. Santa is a Federal Reserve member in the U.S. government trying to stimulate the economy. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is The Rob Black Show. Welcome in to The Rob Black Show, a show dedicated to getting into your retirement. I pledge if you listen, I'll work my hardest to help you understand where you are in the roadmap to retirement. It should start somewhere around the age of 20, in a very passive level. It should become a little more aggressive and active as you age, especially in your 30s. You can make some mistake in your 20s, but not in your 30s. Eh, You will make some mistakes in your 30s, but that's where we have to start um, fine-tuning. The Summer Rally is dead. Ding-dong, the witch is dead. The Summer Rally is dead. The Summer Rally is dead. Long live the Summer Rally. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell throttled. He pulled a villain on summer stock market rally. Um, That's all I can tell you. The guy in that zombie show with a baseball bat, that's what Fed Chairman Jerome Powell looked like. He warned of some pain for Americans as the Federal Reserve tries to bring down inflation after two losing weeks in a row. The S&P 500 is down 15% for the year now. The summer rally is over. Now we transition into the response after the Fed. How low do we go? Do we break the June lows? It's not going to be a marvelous Monday, is my bet. August is ending this week. Millions of students are piling back into classrooms. It's officially BTS. And by BTS, I'm not talking about some South Korean pop band. I'm talking about back to school, baby. And after back to school, we go straight into Christmas. We don't even think about Thanksgiving. We don't even think about it. So if I can get some, it's a fabulous day for a moon dance. It's a marvelous day for a moon launch until it wasn't. It got scrapped. Why go to the moon? Science. Dress rehearsal for Mars. Marketing. NASA's new moon program is called Artemis. In Greek myths, Artemis was the twin sister of Apollo, the name of NASA's OG, the original moon program. Lunar geologists say some parts of the moon are pivotal for understanding the beginnings of the solar system because there's no atmosphere or flowing water to erode rocks. We want to go to the red planet. I'm not sure why we want to go to the red planet. I'm not sure everyone wants to go to the red planet. One thing I like about NASA and and moon rocketry is it shows us problems and we learn how to fix them. The digital clock that is on your hand, the digital clock that is in your computer was invented by NASA as a way of, of making sure we know the exact time versus a wristwatch that you had to wind up or use a battery, which was, could succumb to... Um pressures of going away from the, the earth and seeing the atmosphere thin and our relationship and how it changes with gravity. I like NASA, not because I like a bunch of people from the South drinking beer on weekends, hanging out with a hundred thousand other people, eh, with twenty percent having Confederate flags in their car. It's not why I like uh, NASCAR. I like NASCAR because my car is safer because of NASCAR. When that driver goes around the track at 100 miles an hour with a good, uh, people chasing him, we invent things like anti-lock brakes. We invent better ways of crumple zones for vehicles. Is it a crumple zone or is it a crumple zone? Please don't get detail-oriented on me. It's too early in the week for that. Pakistan is facing a climate catastrophe. Flooding from the monsoon season has killed more than 1,000 people. Can you imagine? We live in a world where floods kill people still. That's just nuts to me. You would think like uh, it's raining, get to higher ground. That's not how that works, is it? Flash floods have destroyed villages and affected at least 33 million people. A Mickey Mantle rare baseball card in mint condition sold for $12.6 million this weekend, telling me that we will pay anything for things that seem silly. Hats off to the person who got it. Next Saturday, you could be the greatest grandparent ever. It's $3 movie ticket day across the United States. Movie theaters in the US will sell tickets for $3. It's National Cinema Day. Now, I would try to buy those online. I would try to get those sucked up sooner than rather than later. And that's a perfect time to go to the movies and see a movie that you don't really want to see, like Top Gun Maverick. He's a hero in the end. He's a hero. Of which I heard the director talk about it. And there's a theory that Tom Cruise dies early in the movie. And the whole movie is just a a fever dream. And like how he wanted life to turn out, but it it didn't turn out that way kind of thing. Um, Another movie that was all about a dream of... Someone going to Hollywood and thinking they're going to become a big starlet was and Drive by David Lynch. I love that movie because I understood it. It was all just a dream. But No, there was two things. One was the reality where she gets into meth and drugs and, and basically dies. The other one is that everyone loves her and she comes Miss America and everyone loves her. Anyway, next two weeks, we'll be watching the U.S. Open. In large part, because it will probably be the last time Serena Williams competes in it, a tournament she's dominated in. In the week ahead, we're going to get the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, the most expensive TV show ever made. It hits Amazon Prime on Friday. The cost of the show, $715 million. That is equal to one-tenth of 1% of Amazon's total revenue last year. It's 20% of what New Zealand budgeted for defenses this year. $715 $715 million for a TV show. Will I tune in? No. I loved Tolkien as a kid. Lord of the Rings was, was the first set of books that I really powered through in second grade. And I'll do the list one day for you of all the books that I've read because I started like writing them down a couple years ago and it's a fantastic list. But um, I don't want to go back to a prequel. Don't need it now. Watch this. Two weeks from now, I'm like, did you watch the Lord of the Rings: Wings of the Power? That last episode. That latest episode was sick. It burns, man. It was that good? If I fanboy, you're allowed to hit me with a white glove. The August jobs report. The August jobs report drops on Friday. Despite Jerome Powell being enemy number one of the current stock market. He's fighting inflation. He's got a dual mandate to keep employment low and inflation, well, to keep employment full while muting the effects of inflation. We're expecting an average of 418,000 jobs have been added to the economy each month this year. The labor market's surprisingly durable, making the Federal Reserve's job tougher. If we lost jobs, the Federal Reserve wouldn't have to march interest rates higher. Right now, we're not losing jobs. Rick and Morty season six arrives on Sunday. It's the 25th anniversary of Princess Diana's death. Here's one thing that I'll be honest with you. Why do we care about the English royalty and their inbredness and their weird sticking to power, even though we really don't need kings and queens except for Game of Thrones? Prequel Dragon. Dragon Riders. We need more dragons. We need entertainment to get us out of this mess. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. I'm going to take a little time off at the end of this week. We're programming best ofs that should make for good entertainment for you. Uh, I call it infotainment. I'm going to go see my brothers probably for the last time until one of us dies. My mother passed away 2021. 20, in January, and we never did a funeral, COVID. Uh, my dad passed away 20 plus years ago. And We all have families. We're all in different parts of the world. Not terribly. Some of them are uh, closer to each other than others. I'm the furthest away. And one of my brothers was on the fence about coming. I said, just so you know, this is probably the last time I'm coming to the East Coast because I'm near the point where I want to go to Paris with my children. Or Mexico and not necessarily back to where dad grew up see his sister. My family, I'm only really close to my sister and one brother. The other three brothers, not so close. Um, but it kind of dawned on us, this is kind of a family reunion minus one until one of us dies. And even then, I, I don't even think we'll get together for funerals. We're just not that close of a family. I will for my sister and my brother David. I think the betting odds are all I'll be the first one to die because I get up early and I stay up late. Um, This is a show that talks about those kind of issues, and we try to do it as honestly as we can. The inheritance from my mom hasn't been distributed yet. Closing some final dotting I's and slashing T's. and uh, It's a good chunk of money. It's more than I would have thought 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, And I have a question at the family get-together on Sunday. Should I say, what are you going to do with your money? Should you invest it? Should I talk about my mom's money? I feel that we should be able to, but some people feel you shouldn't. So this is a show about that kind of stuff. Changing jobs, take the 401k with you. Job hoppers may choose to leave the retirement account with their former employer or roll it into a new 401k or transfer it to an individual retirement account amongst many other options. I tend to say, take care of it yourself. Many workers changing jobs in the wake of the pandemic. You can kind of get a collection of 401ks. I've got a listener who's been regularly tuning in for 20 years, and she's worked for at least 10 tech companies that I can think of. So she probably has a lot of 401ks or some of these jobs. She probably didn't qualify for the 401k until the first six months, three months or 90 day suspension kind of thing. Probation. I own shares of Apple, and Apple is getting ready to get into a lawsuit with the Justice Department. It's preparing a sweeping antitrust complaint against Apple. Should I sell? On Friday, Politico reported that various groups inside the Department of Justice were hoping to file an antitrust suit against Apple by the end of the year. Most of the attention has been focused on the Apple Store. The Department of Justice case could also allege that Apple's hardware harms competitors beyond uh just app developers. Here's the thing. I think Apple's worth more if it's broken up. Now, short term, the headline risk is grotesque. Long term, I think it's they're a winner winner both ways here. Headline risk is a real thing. If they dip, I'm buying more. Nah, I don't want to say that. If they dip, I potentially could buy more. The risk regarding hardware, relatively small. Or in a justice suit, should center probably around Apple's dispute with Tile, a tracking company device whose signature tracking hardware competes against Apple's AirTags. If the suit does not pivot to focus on Tile's claims, that would be a positive for Apple, as changes to AirTags would be relatively immaterial. The Department of Justice suit would be the latest legal action challenging Apple's market position in recent years. The company is currently appealing the outcome of its battle with Fortnite developer Epic Games, which would bring about significant changes to the App Store, making it easier for software developers to circumvent Apple's store and payment system for in-game purchases and set up their own. I know you're saying, is that still going on? Yeah. Welcome to the courts of the United States. Nothing runs quickly except for Elon Musk and Twitter. That's going to be over sometime in September or October. I think that's going to be an interesting one. So you do have to pay attention to the Department of Justice and Antitrust and the Biden administration going after Apple. Will it sell well? Will it not? I I don't see enough there. The biggest one is Tile because AirTags are creepily similar to AirTags. I don't even think AirTags are a big part of business for Apple. I haven't seen them broken out in any way, shape, or form. Um, I bought some Air Tags on one of those Amazon days. um, And I don't know what to do with them. It just feels weird. Like, does it go in the wife's purse because she misses places That Not enough. You put it in the wife's car because she... I only know one person who ever lost a car completely. Like, completely. Like, I forgot where I parked on Friday night. Her father was so rich. He was a, a Haitian diplomat. She's like, I'll just buy another one. I'm like, okay. Didn't have that option in college, but I get it. Um, yeah, there's a little show me the money going on there. Um, so we try to blend the stories of the day with the investment ideas, changing jobs. A lot of people are doing it. You hear about it. Friday is going to be a big jobs report on Wall Street. Kind of like last week when it was all about the Federal Reserve and then the Federal Reserve came out and they're like, we're not messing around. We we're going to raise interest rates and we we're going to raise interest rates and we we're going to raise interest rates until inflation is dead. Thanks for being a party killer. The low interest rate party is over. You sure you don't want to go back? Nope. Federal Reserve's not going back. They're committed. Until they're not. For now, they're committed. Wall Street's not liking it. Say, don't be so stupid that you cause a bigger recession than needed. Be when you're that firm in your opinion, you could make things a little bit worse because there's things you can't control, like Putin. Um. So I do a lot of things about retirement, and I know it, it's it's kind of goofy to say uh, it's a show about retirement. Tell friends, please. One of the best features of doing this show is the ability to know what people respond to. This past year has delivered a lot of hits. Topics running from retiring abroad to managing your retirement strategy to turbulent markets to retiring on dividends. I love that idea. Owning a piece of a company. Earlier in the show, I did a big piece on assets because a baseball card sold for a record number. I'm like, that's an asset. Stocks, bonds, real estate, collectibles. Digital currencies are assets. Um, I love the idea of retiring on dividends. So when you buy shares of Apple, they agree to pay you a dividend every 90 days. If you agree to hold on to the stock, you own a piece of the company, you get a piece of the profits. I love the idea of retiring on dividends. Is it realistic for most people? It used to be that if you had a million dollar portfolio, you could count on about $40,000 in income, but in low interest rate environments, that's not the case. So higher interest rates environment is going to make it a little bit easier for people to retire on income if you have assets. Interesting. There's no right answers, they are just compromises cuz higher interest rates are a killer to stock prices. Not a killer. Just maybe hard the growth. You can find me online at rob black show twitter rob black show youtube rob black show talking all things financial. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. So I would be a bad host if I didn't say the market stinks right now, and we're going through a process that should lead to a double bottom or a market getting worse. Um, Double bottom would be an indicator of it's safe to get back in the water again, or at least put two feet back in the water. If we break through the June lows, it's look out below. Does it become a 30% correction instead of a 20% correction? Today the markets are lower, not as bad as on Friday when Jerome Powell was incredibly short, terse, and saying we're going to fight inflation for as long as we have to fight inflation with higher interest rates. And we're not even going to talk about lowering int- uh, interest rates. Don't ask the question. That was the tone that I got. So you're seeing the four major indices in the U.S. down today: SP 500, Dow, Nasdaq, Russell. Oil's higher on talks of a production cut or a supply cut out of OPEC I'm like seriously guys you really got to be making a little bit more money right now that's my instant reaction okay we'll remember that one day when your country needs uh weapons to defend themselves against outsiders uh we'll still give them to you anyway the United States is the big brother of other countries for better or for worse 10 year treasury sits at 3.11%, starting to get closer to that 3.25 handle that doesn't seem to do well with Wall Street. Bitcoin's at $20,248 after crashing underneath 20,000. Some weeks ago, we're like, Bitcoin's in the clear. It survived that scare with 20,000. Two weeks later, we're like, it went right back down. And is it going to hold? Is it going to double bottom? Is it going to say, this is the point that the line has been drawn in that it doesn't break? Okay. bin but not break is a defense. I get it. Walmart is in the news. They're unveiling a MassMart bid. Interesting acquisition. Disney wins cricket rights. Starbucks is raising pumpkin spice latte price. That's inflation that's going to hurt. I know people that look forward to pumpkin spice lattes, and I think you're a loser. I think all people who look forward to pumpkin spice drinks, if I were president, I'd round you all up and send you to South Dakota. South Dakota is going to be my present state. Not going to build a wall in Canada and Mexico. I'm going to build a wall around South Dakota. I don't see a point why we have it. It's a joke. I don't really dislike people who like pumpkin spice lattes. Don't cancel me, bro. Um, What else do we need to hit today? A Mickey Mantle card sold for a, a record at auction for $12.6 million. Can you imagine that? Earlier in the show, I talked about assets, and and you should refer to the podcast and to the best of. On Fridays, I'm going to start very, very slowly creating a best of. Where best of the week. I talk about what happened this week. And then I go into the what I think were my better stories that can help you and my better interviews. For instance, today at 10 o'clock, I'm going to be speaking with Adam Phillips from EP Wealth. I want to put that whole segment in the podcast on Fridays. On radio, I can only put in like four or five minutes, but it's a 15-minute segment. So the Friday podcast is going to be best of the week. And at some point in time, I'll, I'll pull off the drape and show you the best of the week. Brand new, shiny, but I'm testing it right now. Wow, stocks are not doing well today. I have a list of all my stocks that I own. And let's see, right now it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, about 17. 16 are down. <laughs> no, 15 are down, two are up. I know you're saying simple math, Rob, Don't blow it. Now I own other stocks with EP Wealth. They manage a portfolio that's blind to me. I don't really want to know what they own or why I don't want to get into corporate trouble saying I like or dislike a company. And so that's parts blind to me. I look at the returns and I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, 800 516 to get your calls on there. A lot of bad stuff can happen in the next couple of weeks. Just so you know, Putin and the weather in Ukraine are going to be dramatic. A lot of people will read reports like Putin's getting tired. Putin's got cancer. Putin's this, that. We don't know. What if he has cancer and on his deathbed he says nuclear? We don't know. A lot can go wrong. Keep in mind, that can go wrong any time of the year. Um, But we also have midterm elections. Which is Dr. Oz Mehmet. Or is it Mehmet Oz? Is Dr. Mehmet Oz a doctor? You know Dr. Phil is like a doctor of like physiology. Like it has nothing to do with being a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Nothing. He you knows like muscle movement. And we're just stupid. Like, you know one person who's ruined America? Oprah. I know you're saying and it's the men in her life. Yeah, it's the Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil. I know you're saying, you're hard. I'm just being honest. Student loan forgiveness applications will be live in early October. Um, We are not going to the moon today. NASA has scrapped the launch of the moon rocket. Lindsey Graham said something over the weekend, and I'm like, that's not going to be good. That's going to make my Monday tough. Lindsey Graham predicted riots will happen if Trump is prosecuted. And from the looks of it, he should be prosecuted. There's very little left in that affidavit that we haven't learned. If you have stolen top secrets in your home, you should be prosecuted because that's called a crime. And you like this could be an interesting fall. Am I right? With that said, I am still long the market for the long term, for the midterm, for the short term, there's a lot of question marks, including fighting inflation. The jobs report comes out on Monday. Serena is retiring from tennis after the this year, so this is going to be her last U.S. Open. I'll probably watch a little sports center the night that she loses. Unless she wins the tournament, I'll probably watch a little sports center that night. She's not that important to me. Tennis isn't that important to me, but yet I I see it as something important. You with me? You against me. You got to pick a side. This is a civil war of financial information. Can't be soft here. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black.